It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To have us a good day. Welcome on into the Locked On Auburn Podcast. Sorry, super hot opening out. My bad. My bad if I just blew out your ears. Zach Blackerby here with you. Michael Pappas of ESPN 106.7. Ben Taylor of Wings 94.3 hanging out with us as well. Hello. Hello. Michael and I decided to bring Ben on because we're doing a, a fun list today. We're doing the top 10 power runners in Auburn history. We're pumped about it. But a lot of these guys are um, a little bit before Michael and I really got into sports. And so we needed an old person. <laughs> That's essentially what I'm saying, Ben. I hope you're okay with Really that. not that old. <laughs> I don't feel that old. You look great. You look great. Before we jump into it, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. They have done a great job helping out local businesses throughout this COVID-19 pandemic and them being a local business themselves. uh, You're double dipping as far as helping out our local economy when you order from Fetch Me. It's free the first time you use it, the the delivery free. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. You can use their free mobile app as well as FetchMeDelivery.com. They have all kinds of restaurants in the Auburn and Opelika area, and their their delivery drivers are putting an emphasis on keeping everything clean and, um, yeah, making sure. uh, It's a no-touch policy because I've used them. Have you? Yes. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I have used them, and they left it right there on the chair in the front and uh, didn't even, like, ring the doorbell. They knocked. They didn't even want to put their fingers on the doorbell, so they just knocked. Love that. Mm -hmm. Love that. So, yeah, use the folks at Fetch Me Home Delivery this weekend. As you were self-quarantining. All right, gentlemen, the top 10 power running backs in Auburn history. Not the top 10 running backs, the power runners. It's weird because it's vague and super specific at the same time. Yeah, and I would like to preface my list by saying that I just spent a wild amount of time watching highlights on YouTube of these running backs. That's where... um, that that's you so know this I, is not your list. This is somebody. No else's no no list. no no. It, <laughs> I listed them, but you know I needed a refresher. Some of these guys obviously haven't played in years. I have two guys that I was not alive to watch play. Only two. Yikes! You you were you were you were discussing this. You and I were talking about this as well. Um, what are the qualifications on this? Like, how many games do they have to have played? I don't think that's part of it. I think okay. it's just, you know, top 10 power running backs in Auburn history. I'm actually glad you brought that up. One of my honorable mentions uh, is Cam Newton. He's an honorable mention? I felt like I couldn't put him on the list because he's not technically a running back, and I felt like you would be upset if he was my number one because I wanted to put the, him The list one. is top 10 Auburn power runners. Power runners. It's not it say anything about back. You could have had a wide receiver that was just a stud. Oh my god! That you could have on there. I thought you're a smart guy too. All right. Well, we'll get to Cam Newton later on my list because I put him in my top ten. So um, I literally had him at my number one, right. and then was like, I can't put him on. Well, the list. I've, I've got two honorable mentions. Sounds like you do too. Um, yeah. My first one. I thought you were saying this was Cam Petway because he didn't play a whole lot. But if you just take that like six or seven game stretch that he played in his peak year, was well, that 2016? He was one of the best power runners in the history of Auburn football. I mean, what he did was incredible. And then ever since he pulled his hamstring in that wide open run against Vanderbilt, it was it his his story at Auburn is the weirdest thing. It's yeah. a crazy story. It also I 
I told you that he would be. I did not do the top ten list. I came in there to. I came in here to tell them because I'm the old guy how wrong they're. You're going to judge theirs. our list, though. I'm going ju- to judge your list. And uh, but Petway was right there at the top with me. That's why I ask about the qualifications, right? Because when he was healthy and when he was the go-to guy, everybody in the country was talking about him mm-hmm. and how it took four to five people to bring him down. It was it was, it was a phenomenon. And how he, yeah, was, he was a minimum four-yard runner because you could not tackle him in four yards. Mm-hmm. He is much higher on my list. Good. That's good. I think the fact that he's an honorable mention on your list is a little ridiculous. Is that the guy who put Cam Newton on the honorable yeah, mention? Well, this is the guy that didn't follow okay, instructions well, to start spoiler with. Spoiler alert, all ten of mine are running backs because I thought they didn't Nine was of my backs. ten are, are, are running backs. My other honorable mention, Steven Davis. Um, I think he's a physical guy, but I just I just don't know a whole lot about him, and I really just kind of feel like he gets lost in the mix when he you does. talk about historic Auburn running backs. But uh, I asked you for your thoughts earlier, and you were like, Steven Davis and James Bostick, and I'm like, gosh, I don't know a whole lot about either of those guys. i kind of forgotten all about James Bostick. Yeah, and Steven Davis was a guy that also, uh, he was – he was a guy that they used on the outside a lot. So, yeah. you know, he was a power runner when needed, but he was a lot faster than people gave him credit for. Right. And he was that brand of running back that was a little different that everybody talks about, uh, you know, the Derrick Henrys of today, yes. how big. They, Stephen Davis was that big. He was that tall. He was not a low running back. He right. was upright. But he used his speed a lot ball, more than his body. And he had like. long arms. He did a lot of stiff arms on defensive ends that he yeah. got around. So he could... But when needed, when they needed the third and one or the you know fourth and inches, they gave it to him, and he was more than willing to run people over. Michael, who's your other honorable mention? A uh, Brent Fullwood. He's uh, an honorable mention. He's one of my favorites. Had a Brent Fullwood jersey. All right, we'll get more on him in a in a moment on my list. Who whose honorable mentions did you like more? Uh, I'd have to go with yours. Perfect. I'd have to go with Zach's honorable mention. Perfect. Do you even know when I, when we say Bostic who I'm talking about? Because he was so fun to watch. And he was a breakaway guy, but he had a low center of gravity. He had the, he was one of those guys that when you went to A Day and he took his pads off, hold on, you, you wanted to work just, out and look like that guy. Hold on one second. Okay. All right. So my number ten is James Bostick. Bostick. Uh-huh. Ben, tell me why. <laughs> <laughs> he just he was a breakaway guy, but he was also a guy that when they got inside the five yard line, you gave it to him because he was going to run over three or four guys, including the linebacker that met him at the goal line, and run right through him. Who's your number 10? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Number 10. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. uh, My number 10 is Michael Dyer. Cool. Um, You said a second ago that this was specific and kind of vague, and I agree, and Michael Dyer kind of sums that one up for me. Um, He wasn't a guy that really ran over a ton of guys, but just the strength, like how difficult you had to wrap him up, had to bring him down because he was just going to – you know, arm tackles weren't going to cut it. And to me, with, with Michael Dyer, for me, it wasn't even necessarily his strength, but like his balance. Yeah, yeah. And, exactly. I, and, and I think we saw that 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 kind of all came together in the national championship run. Yeah, I, and I so, think we also undersold uh, how good the line was that year, even though we we liked to make fun. And we you talked about all the weapons that we had on the on the outside and in the backfield, uh, because when Dyer went to other schools, he did not do near as well. And so I think that the line was able to to keep him upright a little bit, and then he did the rest once he got out with that balance. Okay, I completely agree with what you just said, but not just for the national championship season. Going through and watching highlights of all these different Auburn running backs, it is 
incredible how good some of these offensive lines have been for Auburn. It's just absolutely incredible. It's just because we haven't seen that very. All right. All right. Yeah. Know, All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, good old days. Um, ben, who do you like more at 10, James Bostick or Michael Dyer? Oh, Bostick by far. Yeah. Because he was he he was that power and he would have run circles around Dyer as far as breakaway speed. So that's why I like Bostick. I mean, speed doesn't Dyer. matter. So. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, number nine for me. Uh, you go first on this one. Who's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is James Brooks. Dude, me too. Stop it. Me so too. I think that James Brooks is the best number nine. Then. Man, all, you know, I'll let you talk about him first. Uh, all right, he's third all time in Auburn uh, rushing yards. And I mean, he was a big speed guy. Um, a lot of the tape that I could find actually had him not getting touched at all, but there were a few runs that. That um, I mean, he he was trucking guys, and I mean, people were just like flying off of him. So, um, I I can't imagine how fun it was to watch him and Joe Cribs in the same backfield. And the thing I love about old offenses, they would put their two best running backs on the field at the mm-hmm. same time. You don't see that as much anymore, or like they're cutesy with, and they put a guy at like slot or something like that. Um, so I bet that was a lot of fun. That was not my era of Auburn football, but um, it wasn't. But let's uh, let's go let's let's go to uh, the official old guy of the uh, Locked On Auburn. Uh, if I I'm, think it's James Brooks, I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I, <laughs> Do you have anything well, to add, I was Michael? Gonna say, so confused. Well, I was going to say, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think you could remember James Brooks playing either. No, but I mean, he was in all the hot. Yeah, I do, I do. But he was not. I mean, you know, my favorite growing up was always Bo Jackson. I mean, that was when I was a kid. Is and, he on your list, Michael? And Bo Jackson being on the list that you didn't put on there. No. <laughs> Are you kidding? No, I forgot to put Bo Jackson on. Could you not find any highlights of him? Okay. I think that. Was I think I'm going to win this competition. All right. Yeah, there's no uh, doubt. If right. he's not on the list, you're, you're winning the I, I don't know how this happened. All right. My number eight is Cameron Artis Payne. I don't have a list, Michael. It's your turn. I thought he was going to. I keep, could talk about or, it, or someone was going to. Oh. My number eight is Cadillac. Cadillac's eight. Yeah, I, I. I can't wait to hear your like top five. I can't wait to hear it. Okay. All right, I, I'll, I'll talk about Cap for a second. Is Cap on your list at some point? Yes. Okay. Good. Um. Yeah. My thoughts on Cap. I mean, he he was um. To me, he was the back that kind of made it clear that Malzahn knew what to do with running backs because he had done it with other guys, and you know, after Trey Mason moved on, Cap replaced him and led the SEC in rushing that year. And I think Cap was always solid. If you needed four yards on the ground, he was able to do it. It wasn't ever pretty and didn't have that, that breakaway speed, but it, I mean, he, he was able to deliver it. I think that description of him is the best solid because it even transitioned to the pro game where he's never been the star in the backfield at yeah. the pro level, but he's still stayed with the team and, I, and been used when needed because yeah. he's solid. I remember I was uh, I was working. This was when I was a part timer here at the uh, the network, and I was bored up in like an Auburn High baseball game or something. And the the combine was happening, and it was the forty yard dash day for the running backs. 
and he ran like a four or five and it shocked me. I was like, wow, okay, he actually hang with these guys speed wise because he just didn't have that game. But as far as top power runners in Auburn history, I think uh, I think Cap's up there. I, I think he's much farther up there. Uh, yeah, I've got Cadillac at number eight. I mean, he just to me, you know, he is obviously a guy that I do remember, you know, watching play both in college and in the pros. And, and to me, he was just a, a guy who could be powerful when he needed to. But I mean, the the main crux of his game was that speed, athleticism, and shiftiness. Um, he would, you know, get the pads low and and. Um, run you over if he needed to but it was kind of a I don't want to say a backup it was just not his his main game um I guess and and maybe you know part of that is sharing a backfield with uh who he shared a backfield with Ronnie Brown and and he'll appear later on my list but what no (laughs) wow okay um just I just, I list. just, I know, yeah, no, I, I just, think your list stinks so far. Okay, sorry, <laughs> Ben. Who do you like at eight more, Cameron Artis Payne or Cadillac? I like Cameron Artis Payne because I think Cadillac should be higher. I'm winning three to nothing. <laughs> yes. How are you winning three to nothing? We had the same number nine. Because I didn't give either of us a point. Okay, I mean, I guess you can. I went with I went with him mentions. on the honorable mentions. I went with his. This is not his even part of the list. <laughs> okay. We asked Ben. We asked the official old guy of Locked On Auburn. Thanks. And I have a Cadillac story, but I'm going to wait and tell it when I when he deserves it because he should be higher up the list. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I don't. I just feel like there were seven guys that were more physical, more powerful of runners. And one of those guys is not Bo Jackson. I can't wait to hear them all. Look, I just forgot to put <laughs> Bo Jackson on the list, okay? Or Cam, because Cam's not up there either. That's crazy. I didn't think Cam was allowed to be. I tried the one time. Power runners. The one Even time. I understood the instructions, and I'm the most ADD guy in the building and work on a music station. Well, that's not true. I'm definitely the most ADD guy <laughs> in the station. The one time I take one of these lists as seriously as possible, I do like actually sit down and try to do research, and I, you, I'm just getting dumped on. I may have said power running backs at some point, to your credit. I may have said that. Like I, You can literally see right here, I wrote Cam and then, erate, and then crossed it out because I was like, he'll get mad if I put a quarterback first. All right. So I took him hey, off. Well, and Bo Jackson, I just spaced. Sure, he's easy to forget, clearly. Hey, we'll uh, we'll continue our conversation next right here on Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Before we jump into our um, our number seven top Auburn power runner of all time, uh, I want to urge folks, uh, you're running out of time to vote in our bracket. Mm. We will update that on Monday, make it to the Sweet 16. So uh, be sure to check all of that out. We'll put a link in the episode description. It's also on our social media pages Locked on Auburn on Twitter and on Facebook. And join our Facebook group, Locked on Chatter. All right, number seven. Ben, who do you want to go first for number seven, me or Michael? Who went first last time? Do we remember? Let's let Michael go first this time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I went first last time, Okay. Yeah. 
See, now I'm like nervous. You should like, be. You're being fine. judged. Uh, my number seven is Rudy Johnson. He's at seven? You have six guys ahead of him? All right, what do you know about Rudy Johnson? Uh, I mean, I not a ton. I know that he was a, uh, you know, a more smaller, stout guy. Looked a little like uh, Maurice Jones-Drew out there running the football. But uh, I, I, I just felt like there were six guys that were more physical or more powerful. Can't wait to get to these six I, I, guys. Who are these guys? Yeah. I know. I, I've seen his list, so I know who some of them are. Sure. I completely disagree with half of what he has listed right okay. now. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I... All right, we'll talk about Rudy in a second. Um, my seven is Trey Mason. Okay, I completely disagree with this. I watched a 15-minute highlight video, and Trey Mason did not do one thing that I considered powerful. Trey Mason is a very good running back. I don't want to talk. I, I don't want it to sound like I don't think that. He has incredible vision, incredible patience. He's incredibly fast. He had great runs. Not one time did he run through someone. Not one time did he run over someone. He broke like three tackles in the whole 15-minute video. Because you're not going to see those on a highlight film. But when it's third and two and you run it up the middle, like that doesn't show up in a highlight tape. No, I, Unless you're Bo Jackson over the top, which you clearly didn't see because it's not Yeah, you didn't look at that. Well, that's not video. even a, that's not like a powerful <laughs> run anyway. He just jumped. But, All right, Bo versus Bo. Um, it's one of the best plays ever. Yeah. Okay, but well, the, the, yes. That Google Dion's story and of Bo Jackson I, I, and then get back with it. Right. <laughs> and I, I understand that, but some of that's not. I, I think for Trey Mason, you could also attribute that to vision and patience and being able to find, you know, the hole to get the two yards with guys like you know Cam Petway or I Cameron. don't think Trey, like Trey wasn't like what Carryon was. I, I Trey's patient, but I mean he's still a one cut guy. I. Yes, I agree. Uh, um, th- that is correct. But like guys like Petway and, and Cameron Artis Payne and you know C- Cam Newton, like when they were hitting and finishing runs, like their go-to were to run through guys, and like you can see in their highlight film where they're running, you know, and, and taking on two and three defenders and still getting three or four more yards. And I, I don't, I, I kind of feel like we. I am shocked right now. I kind of I think Trey's like one of the most physical runners that I've ever seen. Uh, I think that we um, attributed or quantified or whatever powerful running differently because I, I I see it as if it's third and two, third and three, third and four. Who would you prefer most to to run the football? And to me, it is between the tackles. Uh, I, and to me, Trey Mason is number seven in Auburn history for me. Yeah. Um, All right, Ben. I guess that's not really – that's just not how I would necessarily describe it. Because okay. I feel like you could count on I – mean, so, so what are you counting it as? Hardest to tackle? Um, Yeah, like when I think of a powerful runner, I think of someone that like if you're doing like an Oklahoma drill or like you – when he gets through the line and he's coming one-on-one with a linebacker or a safety, he is – it's like who has the the best ability to go through that guy, or and you don't or think Trey Mason guys. has that, um, I, or had that at Auburn. I think he, 
I think he may have had the ability. I did not see him do it as much as these other guys. Or ben, what are your, really what, at all. What are your thoughts on the, at, at number seven, Trey Mason or Rudy Johnson? You're going to be very disappointed in me, but I'm going to go with Michael on this. How about that? And the reason being is because I, if I were doing my top ten, Trey would probably be an honorable mention. Really? Yeah. Okay. But not for all the reasons you said. I was about to ask, because of what Michael said? Not, yeah. not, the, okay. not the reasons he said, because you're right. They don't put highlights of third and two, and a guy picks up three yards. Sure. Um, but pound for pound, yes, I liked my chances. If they gave the ball to Trey and he was about to meet a linebacker in the hole, he was still going to get the first down. So that's why I, that's why I would give him an honorable mention. Um, but I do think that there were more. If I were comparing he and Rudy, I'd, I'm giving the ball to Rudy ahead of ahead of Trey. I'm wanting Rudy instead of Trey. So, um, yeah, Trey would have been honorable even, mention. Even so. Rudy at seven? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, number six, uh, I'll go first this time. I have Ben Tate at number six. To me, I think he's one of the most forgotten backs in the history of Auburn football. I think it is fascinating to me because he wasn't. It wasn't that long ago that he was here, but uh, a second round draft pick and a, a guy that just always was able to to create space by um by by I think kind of running through guys as well as being able to do uh, many other things. But Ben Tate was hard to tackle. He had that run against Eric Berry. Uh, Back when Auburn played Tennessee, I think that was probably one of the better plays of that season. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with Ben Tate at six. My number six. You're gonna hate based on like two minutes ago when we did the. But Uh-oh. my number six is Ronnie Brown. You okay, can, guys can get upset about it. <laughs> I just like like I just said. I felt like you know Ronnie Brown. Uh, I guess in retrospect, you probably shouldn't be above Reed Johnson, but. Um, I felt like Ronnie Brown showed an ability to run. I guess when I think of power, I think of your ability to run through someone, and I guess they call it finishing runs uh-huh. now, and like picking up that extra two or three yards and breaking tackles with your lower body, and I guess things like pad level instead of you know going around people or juking or spinning or whatever. Um, that's what I consider powerful running because I think most running backs have the ability to pick up the 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 third and fourth and short kind of yardage um in one way or another um so yeah that's why I I thought Ronnie Brown um was better than the guys below him at that all right at six who do you like more Ben Tate or Ronnie Brown Ben Tate and the reason being I got Ronnie higher and you and I talked about this. You were asking well, me. I have ben Tate hires. So you, were, you know what? <laughs> you were you were asking. I think Ben Tate though. I, I think that Zach has him in a perfect spot. I don't think he's a top five power back at Auburn. And so I think six is where he needs to be. Well, I don't why think, do people forget about him so much? I, I think because he. I do it too. I think he was. He's so similar to he and Cap had it looked very similar on a football field. Both so wore I, number forty four. So I think a lot of people. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people even got him confused. I know some of my buddies. I was like, yeah, it's not the same guy. They, they're like, he yeah, was, it is. I'm like, no, it's. No, it's he not. was between. Like he was in a weird spot in Auburn football history, like timeline, right? Because mm-hmm. he played in the late zeros. Like the late two thousands, he played with Chris Todd, right? No yeah, nine, he with Todd, yeah. yeah. So he would have been after, yeah, he would have been after like Cadillac and uh, right. He was after those guys after Cadillac and Ronnie 
right before Cam Newton. He was Malzahn's first running back when he was OC, right? That would have been 09, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. maybe right. Yeah, with, with Chris Todd. So he's so. just kind of in that, like, I guess, like, I don't, you don't want to say forgotten couple years, but. Right. All right, let's cut our list there. We'll do our top five on Tuesday. Be sure to check all of that out. Ben, thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, today and uh, on Tuesday, being the official old guy of Locked on Auburn. We really appreciate it. Where can people find you and hear you? Uh, you can find me on Wings 94.3, also online at wingsfm.com, where we stream, uh, do the morning show there, uh, 6 to 9 each and every morning. Or you can catch me on Twitter, AU7, that's A-U-S-E, the number 7, E-N. Fantastic. Michael Pappas? Uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be back on Tuesday, Okay, <laughs> seeing how this went. But uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, maybe tweet me something nice after uh, this. Yeah, be, be nice to Michael, or just tell him how uh, how off his list is you want to stick around for his top five i promise i promise you can follow him at couch potato on twitter follow me on twitter at z blackerby follow the show on twitter at locked on auburn this has been another edition of the locked on auburn podcast it's the locked on podcast network your team every day hey prime members You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.